Hey everybody, this is a great episode. I talk about some understanding or realization I've had about the benefits of trial and error and localism and how they are tied together. These are some elements of Nassim Taleb's anti-fragile philosophy. I've read in his book, Anti-Fragile. And the thing about Taleb is that you have to read him a lot. I mean, at least if you're as dumb as I am. And so in order to help elucidate the ideas, I've read them, I've thought about them, and it hit me this weekend about uh, why trial and error at a localized scale is so much better than big national programs and how it ties into Nassim Taleb's love with entrepreneurship. So take a listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Welcome. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the time. Sit down. Relax. Take your shoes off or leave them on, depending on what you're doing. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Man, It. I cannot, I cannot, what is it? Emphasize. <laughs> Can't even find the word. I cannot emphasize how important it is. At least when you have time off, whether it be on the weekend, weekday, to do things that you really enjoy. Um, I know that a lot of people get into a habit of, what is it, uh, just maybe not doing anything, maybe a Netflix and chill kind of day, uh, just watching movies, staying inside. And I get all that, and I understand that we all got to recharge, recharge our batteries, uh, relax a little bit. But I cannot under I cannot overemphasize the importance of having activities though that you really enjoy, whether it be martial arts or you know uh, you guys already know my favorites. Uh, my favorite thing to do right now on the weekends is to go out uh, do some salsa dancing, maybe get a little bachata in there. You know. Even though I squeeze in some sleep, I need to get more sleep, but I do squeeze in my sleep. It's just so important that you get out there and you do activities that you enjoy and that you should, you know, try to make them somewhat sociable or, you know, somewhat social activities. So, like I said, at least with dancing, you know, you go out, you have a great fucking time, you talk with good people, you meet with good people, you have a good exchange of of energy and vibes and you just leave the whole experience feeling great and it kind of gets you ready for the next day. Um, I know for a fact that when I, I know for a fact, I recall vividly when I, before I started getting more involved with doing certain activities and really kind of exploding in, in a variety of ways onto different areas and, and getting back on the path of learning, um, my weekends were just not that good. It was about, you know, it was about maybe getting intoxicated with uh, various substances or I had a girlfriend for a few years, a very serious girlfriend, so we would hang out. But then on like a Sunday, on a Sunday afternoon, I always felt depressed about the week that was coming. I always felt like I wasn't doing enough work. And then even after we ended and we I continued down my entrepreneurial journey, you know, my Saturdays and Sundays, if I wasn't going out and doing something, it definitely had a negative effect on my psyche. Like my Sundays were still it was, you know, I would sleep in and but it was like I wanted to go out and do stuff. 
So if you have that urge that you just need to get out and do something, but at the same time you're too lazy and you don't want to, I, I'm telling you, you got to do it. You'll feel so much better after you do. Now let's get down to business, guys. Let's get down to some business, senors, senoritas, everything in between, because that's how we do now. I have been mulling over the some ideas from Nassim Taleb, and one of them is... Uh, his idea about tinkering, trial and error, and localism. So for a while now, I've known that Nassim Taleb is a fan of localism, which is basically the smallest form of government possible um, in terms of you know people. And when, if we're going to have a government uh, that uh, you want it to be as local as possible. So you want the people that are going to be living out the policies – the most to be making the policies for themselves. And that could be, you know, city, state, you know, provincial, that kind of thing are the better ways to uh, govern ourselves. And he has, he goes through different, uh, he has different um, stratifications when it comes to government. He talks about how at the smallest, smallest level of government, so like at the household level, you could be a communist. Right, uh, where you might have the mother and the father dictate to the kids, or you might have one, the mother or the father, dictate to everyone else in the family. You know how things are going to happen. It could be a grandparent as well. They'll dictate the roles of the kids, the adults, everything. That's one person, two people maybe. A dictatorship of so- of sorts. As you move out of the household, you may become more socialist. Right. So with your friends, with your close friends. You would be in more of a socialist type of community where people are much more willing to help each other without financial incentives. So everybody knows this, right? Everybody's got friends, um, close friends, decent friends, relatives that you are willing to go to bat for and help out regardless of the monetary – You know, of course, without going too far. There's a – there's a – you know, only so much anyone can take but for the most part – there's people in your lives outside of your immediate family that you don't have control over and you will not dictate rules to, but you would be willing to sacrifice for them and you also know they'd be willing to sacrifice for you. And that's more on the uh, on that socialist um, socialist scale. Now, the socialist scale is on a small scale. It's between friends and family. It's not between acquaintances that you don't really know. Basically, as you move out of your social circles and you start moving up into higher forms of government, then it needs to become more and more free. So maybe you go from uh, that, from democracy to republic to uh, you know confederation, you know federation, confederation. You move all the way up to the chain where the, at the highest level of government has the least amount of control over the individuals. And I'm a big fan of that way of thinking, and I think a lot of times we think in a very binary way. Oh, you communist, you're capitalist, you are Republican, you're Democrat. It's very helpful to note that there are stratifications and various levels that we operate. We don't all operate on one level of being. So that's really good. Now, this ties in, in my opinion, to Nassim Taleb's idea of tinkering and trial and error, and I'm about to discuss why. So hold on, going to run some ads, and then we'll get right back to it. So how does this idea apply to Taleb's, um, Taleb's 
ideas of tinkering and trial and error being the best ways to um, figure things out. So go on a brief tangent here. The uh, When Taleb talks about trial and error, a lot of times it is in contrast to predicting. So uh, predicting is used a lot of times you know, in a lot of different fields, but basically like in economics or something, the people will want to predict uh, policies, how policy outcomes will work or um, certain – Certain areas in social science or in government want to create policies and predict how they will be how they will be enacted on a uh, on a national scale or in certain areas. And um, another thing is is that prediction is uh, vastly inferior to trial and error. So when you're building predictive models, in order to make a prediction, you have to build a model. And that model is going to be made up of all these different variables. And one thing that you'll know if you know if you read and listen to Nassim Taleb is that in a lot of times these uh, these models, no matter how cool they are or how interesting they are, it takes maybe small changes in certain inputs to have drastically um, huge differences in outcomes. And that can be very dangerous when you're talking about public policy or when you're talking about um, you know economic policy or political policies, things like that. And basically when we talk about things on a government level, why localism is best is because it allows for trial and error. Now, what is the problem with, uh, with prediction that you get – this is my understanding – that why trial and error trumps predicting, uh, trying to predict, because prediction one we all know it's just you just don't have all the information present, right? It's going to be extremely rare you have all the information present, and but secondly, when you do trial and error, you get to observe um, effects as they change over time. So you get to see the direct effect of the policy, and given enough time, you'll probably be able to see second and third order effects. Of what happens. So, what could be a second or third order effect? Uh, it's what happens after it's the effect of the initial effect. So, uh, right off the bat, what I think of in terms of, of these policies, um, so this might be a not a very good example, but I'll give two. One is in the biological realm. So, it would be if you have a species, oh, it would be like, uh, let's say you want to get rid of mosquitoes. So mosquitoes exist in your environment. You develop a way that you totally eliminate mosquitoes. After the mosquitoes are eliminated, so that's the the first outcome. You're like, oh, this is fantastic. Second and third order outcomes would be what happens as a result of the mosquitoes disappearing from the ecosystem, right? So that would be like maybe uh, other types of insects start to die, which causes the animals that feed on those insects to die, which causes, you know, basically you could have runaway um, negative effects that happen that you cannot pre- that you might not be able to predict. They might not be in your model. So that is why I believe that uh, one reason why Taleb is so uh, such a big fan of locali- localism in a way because if you fail locally, then you don't destroy the whole system, right? So and you could use this in terms of um, in terms of educational policies. You could use this in terms of national educational policies, national welfare policies. If you make a mistake on a national scale, then you are causing um, problems across millions and millions of people. 
A great example of this would be in communist China. So when Mao started centralizing the duties of the state and stuff during the Great Leap Forward and was centralizing bureaucracy and centralizing uh, agricultural production with uh, government bureaucracies, millions of people died. Right, and millions of people died because there, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it. But let's just say when you have one to simplify things for the understanding here, when you have a one size fits all policy that's going to be dictated to hundreds of millions of people, and you don't allow for changes at the local level, then when something goes wrong, it can go wrong drastically across across the entire landscape. However, had Mao let all the individual localities and, and provinces experiment with different ways to grow grain and modernize production, there probably would have been a lot less people that would have died. And so – and we can see that here in the United States too with uh, – this is why education is such a big deal. Um, and one reason why I am not a fan of a nationalized education system is because if you start making mistakes or you start to have problems, those problems aren't just isolated to one sector of the United States. They are spread throughout the entirety of the country. And so when we are experimenting with uh, different types of policies and economic policies, whether it be taxing, spending, um, whether it be distribution and redistribution of already taxed income or laws and incentives, it's best to do these things at a local level because you get to one, you get to observe their second and third order effects in a local setting. So if something goes wrong, you get to see where it goes wrong in a small area. And here's the other thing. It doesn't cause the entire system to fail. Now, um, Taleb also talks about how there's more advanced stuff, how things don't scale, uh, which is in direct opposition to somebody like Scott Adams, which talks about scaling certain things from the uh, local and state level to the national level. But I really enjoy this type of thinking. Now, you can also apply this to um, you know businesses as well. This is one reason why capitalism and entrepreneurship. This is why Taleb. One reason. One reason why Taleb loves entrepreneur entrepreneurship so much, because entrepreneurs are taking on the risk of localized failure, and when an entrepreneur loses, it provides information to the system which makes the whole system better. This is what you learn from anti-fragile, right? So when a you know, and he uses restaurants as an example, is that um, you know when one restaurant produces an inferior product, right? Assuming you know in the right when one restaurant produces an inferior product, or maybe somebody gets sick, those are the negative outcomes are localized to that restaurant, but as a result. Other restaurants and other companies get to see what happened. What was the mistake, right? Were the mistakes uh, they that they were letting you know they were buying bad produce? Were the mistakes that they were not cleaning things? Were the mistakes that they had bad customer service? So, um, what it does is is it, it allows the negative parts of society to die off, and it allows other people to learn from the information of those failures. And what it does is, whereas with government. At a at a government scale, when you create something, it's not going to die off. So the bad parts of government, we all know this about government agencies, how difficult they are to get rid of. So when government agencies, which tend to not be, especially in the United States, not at a local level, at a national level, when they get created, they don't go away. 
And so even when they are rotting and they are causing problems to the rest of the system and putting the rest of the system in jeopardy, um, they are they become uh, immovable. We can't change them. And as a result of that, they can cause negative effects downstream. So whereas with small businesses, people can experiment with things, and when they fail, they fail at a local level. They don't fail uh, after taking in millions and millions of dollars of forced taxpayer money. So the system overall is weaker through bureaucratic institutions that don't die through failure, whereas um, the system gets stronger as the as new companies are created and destroyed, which one – they kill off the dead cells, which are the bad, which are the bad companies, and then can provide information to other companies as to how to survive. Now, um, I love one of Nassim's one of Nassim Taleb's. Uh, he talks about I think how basically in order to solve one of the problems with bureaucratic agencies is that every once in a while you just need to get rid of them, like randomly just. Get rid of an agency. I don't think it was randomly. I need to look up that quote. But I think it was a really good idea. Sometimes we just need to axe an entire agency and uh, see what happens from there. So anyway, think about that. Uh, if you're talking about trial and error, localism, um, it's best to do things at a small scale because one – at least I could be wrong here. But one, it reduces the negative effects of second and third order effects, right? So it's uh, – in this is very important with the environment, um, as I've said, with introducing certain species to the environment. And it's also important with the economy and politics. It's better to have things at a local scale so you can see where the failures happen and the failures don't spread to the entire system and kill millions of people or destroy millions of people's lives or incomes as opposed to um, a smaller amount. So uh, that is what I got to say today. Hope you guys enjoy.